0: Hey, so welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA. So glad you've joined us. Always appreciate your listens, your feedback, and hey, make sure you subscribe to us and give us some of those ratings if you like what you're hearing because I have a feeling you're going to like what we're bringing to you today because we've got on one of your favorites, dental pharmacology's expert, Tom Viola. Tom, what's going on, man?
1: Kevin, I'm doing fine, my friend. How are you doing? Okay.
0: I am good, but I got to be honest, I was living vicariously through you uh, over the weekend because I saw you were in Atlanta at the Hinman meeting. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Let me tell you, Kevin, I was like uh, just so happy to be back in the saddle again, so to speak. You know, after spending a year at home, uh, just kind of waiting for normalcy to return. And, uh, you know, Hinman was the first dental meeting. Uh, to actually cancel out of an abundance of caution. Uh, and for them, that's huge because it takes them about two years to, to make every meeting uh, work. And uh, I guess in true Hinman fashion, they were the first back live, the first meeting that decided, let's try this thing live. And And I was such a, just so happy to be a part of it. You know, I wouldn't expect anything less from Henman. You know, they, they blaze new trails when it comes to promoting dentistry. Oh. Their, their commitment to quality, continuing dental education is second to none. And they, and they really are loyal to their members, the speakers. So I should, I'm sure they didn't do it with just, you know, with just to calling, throwing caution to the wind. They really did follow the guidelines. And I have to say, I thought it was a pretty successful meeting. I'm looking forward to the next year when it's going to be just
0: bigger and better than ever. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that for sure. And, and I've got to ask, how many did you have in your class? What was kind of the feeling of being back in person learning from your vantage point?
1: Yeah, they, you know, the, the uh, rooms were capped because we had to you know, maintain social distancing. And so um, the rooms were capped at about 100 to 120 people uh, per room separated out, uh, big ballrooms that were separated out. And I had I, my rooms were full both times, uh, you know, which was great because I love having great audiences and big audiences Uh, because it's much more great it's greater for the dynamic you know the the energy in the room of course i didn't hurt the uh, the atmosphere i made sure i played we are the champions (laughs) and uh james brown living in america right after that because
0: i'm like take that stupid virus uh... (laughs) well everything that you've been through this last year battling it you know having business changed everything else man uh that that had to be a little bit of a victory lap for you as well being there so kudos to you man Thanks. Man. I appreciate it. Buddy. Well, hey, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to get out of Atlanta now and let's go all over the country here because there's something going on with vaping. And, and that seems to be a very hot topic. Uh, it has been for quite some time, but you're saying there's some new research out there about it.
1: There is indeed. So, you know, I I've, I've talk on this topic regularly. Uh, vaping and cannabis are, are really the two topics that I consider myself to be very knowledgeable about. Uh, but even I don't know everything, Kevin, I mean, I'm be the first to tell you, I am I am never going to know everything about cannabis. I don't think any of us will until we really take a good hard look at doing some uh, good research and really getting to the bottom of some of the mysteries. It may take us decades to really figure it all out. Uh, but I do know that dental professionals, uh, as you may have heard me say in my lectures, dental professionals were first to lead the charge, to lead uh, us down the road of what do we don't know that we don't know about tobacco. And now, 30 years or 40 years later, it's going to be the same thing. It's, it's the dental professionals that are going to lead us down that road about what we know that we don't, what we don't know that we don't know about cannabis and vaping. Yeah. The thing is, with, with tobacco, we weren't really so concerned about nicotine. We knew that nicotine was an addictive chemical. We knew nicotine had adverse effects. We were more concerned with with the actual vehicle, smoking, and and what was contained in the smoke. Uh, with with cannabis and vaping. Well, some people say, "Well, you, you're overlooking the fact that you can vape nicotine." It's it's not as popular as it once was. Uh, a lot of people do vape nicotine, but I'm more concerned about cannabis because when you combine cannabis and vaping together, it's sort of like a deadly duo. Yeah, cannabis Same. on its own has you know negative effects on the mouth and, and oral health and systemic health, and so does vaping all on its own have effects on both oral and and systemic health. So. Uh, When you combine those two, it's really a deadly duo for dentistry. And and what I wanted to talk to you about today was the fact that uh, a couple of different uh, articles have crossed my desk. Uh, One of them is from Science Advances, Advances, which is a pretty respectable journal about uh, different things related to science. So you wouldn't necessarily see uh, things about the oral microbiome in a journal like this. But they were the first to publish this article uh, that said, what, you know, there are adverse effects of e-cigarettes or, you know, vaping devices on a d- disease-naive oral microbiome. That was the actual title of their study. So th- what that really means to me is you've got patients out there who are disease-naive. They don't have any issues. They don't have any advanced periodontal disease or, you know, no, their, their mouth is essentially healthy, but the results of vaping now increase their risk of, of oral disease.
0: And and obviously, as you said, it's not something you're really seeing, but it's something that's building toward it. And I always think about the, you know, lung cancer with smoking and everything else that we didn't realize was an effect until it was too late. And that's what this is sounding like to me as well. Am I right? No, hundred percent right. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And
1: and you know, you and I also talked about this before, which is a lot of people use e-cigarettes to quit smoking. Yep. And and they they do it in a very staggered, you know. Very methodical way, and so they, a lot of folks never quite make it all the way through. So they'll end up vaping and smoking at the same time. So vaping, you know, let's say nicotine and/or cannabis, and and smoking tobacco and/or cannabis. Uh, and unfortunately, that the double indemnity kicks in. You know, you're you're actually increasing your risk dramatically by doing both at the same time. Um, and, and that's where I think the you know we've, our research really has to step up and, and do a little more towards what about those people who are, are dual utilizers. Yeah. But this study was important because it also included uh, high schoolers. Uh, and what what many parents don't know, or what many students don't know, is that vaping itself, the actual you know vapor, even though it's, you and I both know we've talked about this, it's not vapor. It's actually an aerosol um, that contains organic compounds, toxic substances, heavy metals. Things you probably would not ever think to put in your body, um, or given a free ride
0: when you're a vapor. It, it it's it goes back to something you and I have talked about so often that the dental professional has the chance to have this talk, and it's an uncomfortable talk, but still, you know, talk about as you said the the, the oral mic the oral sorry biome changing, and that there's so much that could happen, and and there's a part of me that goes. I want people to be able to talk about it. And yet I know how hard it is sometimes to talk about what could or what will happen without people actually seeing the effect of it right then.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Couldn't have said it better. You know, this article was published back in May of last year uh, when we had other things we were more concerned about, I guess, with, with you know, the, uh, the, the virus and the pandemic. But, you know, they, they were able to show in this study that, if, that there was a transformation in the biofilm architecture within 24 hours of exposure to vaping. Wow, that's So, quite- so that, that was the first thing. And, and when people say, well, why? What, what's so bad about vaping? Okay, If you remove the fact that there's organic compounds, toxic substances, carcinogens, even heavy metals, the bottom line is it's the vehicle itself that's used in vaping cartridges. Sometimes it's you know, more you know, like things like butane, uh, although lately it's more like things like propylene glycol, glycerin, and those things, when, when they're put in the mouth, all to the biome because for example, propylene glycol is a humectant. We love that word when we're talking about treating xerostomia because we want things that draw moisture to the tissues. But in the case of propylene glycol, it tends to draw moisture from the tissues. Mm. So that means that you end up with xerostomia just with the propylene glycol itself. Then glycerin, which is also added as well, gives it a sort of semi-sweet taste, which people like when they bake, but the problem is glycerin is very sticky. And it increases the adhesion time of the biome onto the surfaces of the teeth and the, and the tissues. And it's that carbon-rich combination of those two vehicles that really is the, is the catalyst in transforming the architecture, the biofilm architecture.
0: So let me see if I've got a, a chain of command here. And you tell me if I'm off base. If If a patient maybe is talking about Dry mouth or xerostomia, you know, whatever it might be, is that an opportunity for the the dental assistant or the dental team member to say, "Are you vaping?" Is is that part of it? Absolutely. And the reason you said, "I'm glad you said it, Kevin," you said it perfectly, is because it's not just a vaping. You know, if
1: they're if they're vaping nicotine and or cannabis, both of those uh, those compounds definitely cause more dry mouth. We know nicotine causes xerostomia. We know that cannabis causes xerostomia. So if we're we're taking those two things, which already cause xerostomia, and now adding to it the vehicles, as benign as they may sound, glycerin and propylene glycol are found in lots of places, that that increases the effect dramatically. It's almost additive to to cause xerostomia and to now, according to the study, change the actual structure, the architecture of the biome to favor more pathogenic organisms, which is devastating to, to dentistry.
0: It is, and and I think that this is an opportunity, you know, we know that a lot of habits changed during COVID. We know a lot of stressors were introduced, and a lot of people cope with those stressors in different ways, and I've seen a couple of different things about smoking going up and, and vaping going up, and and I think there's still that perception out there that vaping's not as bad as smoking, or that e-cigarettes aren't as harmful, and I think that that's something that we're going to be battling for, for quite some time. Is that what you're hearing as well?
1: I couldn't agree more, and there's also this this understanding, I think, among some people, uh, that vaping cannabis or smoking cannabis is safer than smoking or vaping nicotine hmm. because, you know, they, they view nicotine as a, as a substance that that's sort of, you know, it's been demonized, let's face it, but they view it as sort of this, this demon. And cannabis, because it's natural and maybe something that they grew themselves or something that they know they've seen as a plant, not heavily processed by an industry that's supposedly out to get them, like the tobacco industry. They they view cannabis as sort of a safer alternative because everybody smokes pot, you know, in their minds. So yes. and I'm not trying to be pejorative I'm not trying to point fingers, I'm just saying that's that can be the consensus. But the bottom line is it's actually the opposite. It's more likely that cannabis, because it has zero stomach effects, and we're not even getting into the fact that. Heavy use of cannabis causes patients to be resistant to the effects of local anesthetics, so that's problematic in in therapy. And it also increases the heart rate and blood pressure, so that's even, again, more problematic in in therapy. And uh, it actually is immunosuppressive, so it increases the risk of infections with things like uh, uh, herpes and even HPV, uh, which we all know is related to head and neck cancer. So, boy, all of a sudden, while smoking tobacco was considered bad, Smoking and vaping cannabis, especially when you combine it with smoking and vaping nicotine, uh, is is even more dangerous than we ever thought.
0: And we know how how cannabis has become such a big part of our our country. You know, I mean, I, I live in Colorado. That's part of who we are in Colorado. And more and more states are joining in with that. And and again, nothing wrong with that at all. But we've got to realize that our patients are taking advantage of those opportunities as well. And and it's it's at least worth a conversation.
1: And that's a great way to, to kind of round this up, Kevin, is because, you know, a lot of states, even like my home, my adopted home state of New Jersey, I'll always be a boy from Brooklyn. But even you know, in my adopted home state of New Jersey, we not only have a medical use program, we've legalized it, we've decriminalized it. And so children, young adults, adults, even seniors, have never had greater access to cannabis. But if you say, okay, I'm never going to vape, forget it, by all you convince me, I won't vape. Remember that the oral cartridges... Cartridges that contain oils and that are going to be used for oral use or sublingual use—guess what? They have propylene glycol and glycerin in them as well.
0: I mean, it, it's such—it's such a good thing to remember because we don't think about the connection sometimes. And you know, you and I have had so many of these podcasts where we've talked about if A happens, B will. And again, talking about what might happen—I know—is tough for a lot of dental professionals, but for them to at least be educated and to be able to have that conversation that maybe a, a teenager can't have with a parent or somebody else. I, I think that's really important. And I,
1: I, I always caution myself and, and hold myself in check to, to not overgeneralize. You know, I hate saying things like everybody does this, not everyone does it. And, and so I, I just want to make sure the audience is aware. I'm not trying to paint with a very broad brush here, but the, the thing is because of the overwhelming social and political acceptance of the use of cannabis, it's it's really hard to know who's using cannabis and who isn't. So, follow you know the golden rule I've always said, which is ask the, the three most important questions. You know, taking a medical history is all about what do you take, why do you take it, and did you take it today? But now I've often advocated for the use of a fourth question, which is, do you have you had a history of use of substances and perhaps a an issue with substance addiction and and get a positive or negative response to that question and document it in the chart because that's going to matter you know that in some states we use cannabis to to use use cannabis to treat opioid use disorder so those folks don't show up on your you know state's prescription drug um, um prescription drug monitoring program where you can look people up to see if they're using opioids or other controlled substances because they're using cannabis so it's important to get that information down as quickly as you can when you're taking the medical history to be able to make some better, at least more uh, informed decisions uh, as far as treatment planning.
0: And, and uh, just real quick, I want to touch on something you mentioned a minute ago, because I was reading something the other day that was calling uh, right now as children, Generation C, you know, for COVID. Yep. I'm talking about all the things that they have seen being isolated in their houses uh, that, that Kids, you know, our age didn't see because we were at school or whatever else. Yeah. And and one of the article mentions was that they've seen their parents with cannabis. They've seen their parents trying to find ways to relax, whether that's alcohol or cannabis or whatever it is. So it's been introduced to kids in this generation more than ever before. And I think that's something we've got to be aware of in the dental industry as well.
1: I think this year really taxed almost everyone's coping mechanisms to the point where I think, as you well said. People who were using substances used them more. People who weren't using substances started using them. And so you've got more substances and more substance use and potentially abuse in the home because everybody's cooped up together. So you know how that, that goes. You know, children are exposed to that early in their life and then want to duplicate it or replicate it when they get older. So, yeah, that's that's a big concern. Plus. Let's face it, they're cooped up in the house and all they're doing is watching TikTok. Oh, maybe not. Okay. But,
0: <laughs> well, they're yeah. learning dental skills on TikTok. We know that. We <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a problem when you realize, hey, like, and you, I'm, I think we talked about this once, the TikTok video on uh, kids using Benadryl to get high. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, so there's a lot of that kind of content on TikTok, which is great in a way because some people want to know about it so they're more informed, but in the wrong hands, that, that can be used in a much more adverse way.
0: And, and I'm glad Tom said that because there's so many things that Tom and I have talked about in past episodes. All you've got to do is go back and I guarantee you TikTok is in the name of at least a couple of the titles of past podcasts. Well worth a listen. Uh, I have a feeling. And Tom, you know, one thing I know that these kids were doing while they were sitting around is that they were trying to find you online. They were trying to learn more about what you have to offer. How do they do that so they don't have to hit that Google search and just keep scrolling?
1: Well, thank you, my friend. Anybody can find me anytime at my website, which is originally named (laughs) TomViola.com. And uh, on social media, everywhere at uh, Pharmacology Declassified, because I wanted you to type as many letters as humanly possible. No, because that's the name of the company. And uh, that's the name of the company I founded to make sure that I bring awareness to everybody that pharmacology is indeed important to everyday dental practice.
0: Yeah, such a great resource, such a great guy. And there's a great course that Tom has on igniteddsuniversity.com. I want you to check that out. Uh, Tom, as always, man, I just enjoy hanging with you and and learning. Uh, there, there's a lot that we've got to stay on top of in the dental industry. And I appreciate you're out there uh, uh, kind of leading that charge, my friend.
1: It's always my pleasure with you, buddy. Anytime. I learn a lot from you too, believe me. It's
0: all good. <laughs> we rub off on each other. It's not a bad yeah. thing. Uh, Well, hey, and thanks to all of you for listening. Again, we know your time is valuable. As we enter into this post-COVID world, we know that you are perhaps busier than ever, and we really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Make sure you subscribe to us. We love to hear what you want to hear about next. Uh, You can always leave us a line on the Ignite DA Facebook page. We want to learn more. But until uh, until next time, I should say, it's Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off. Together we
1: rise.